long shot for a big score, you need silly underdog picks. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. It may be a long shot, but it's all you've got. It's time to pick your dark horse. Not your nose. This is Silly Underdog Picks. Brought to you by Volunteer Jose Gasket. Silly Underdog Picks. Now, on Darren, Donick, and Chase. There's no need to fear. Underdog is here. Underdog is here. <laughs> It is silly underdog pick time here on this rainy, rainy November Thursday on Darren, Donick, and Chase. Some of our contestants are doing some really cool stuff, and they will join us in just a bit. And when I say really, really cool stuff, our station is a part of... Well, we've done this. I don't know how many years we've done this. Yeah, the, kaboom, the, the, the kaboom, kaboom build. Pro, right, the Kaboom Project, Kaboom Build. Predators Foundation is a part of this. And what they do is a nonprofit that uh, tries to make sure that every kid in our community has, uh, you know, play space. Yeah. So they're building some playgrounds for them. And obviously today is At not. Kip, Kip Antioch uh, College Prep Elementary, um, they built the playground. And I know. You know, a lot of people from our staff. Nick is out there. Derek's out there. A lot of people out there. Gina from Promotions just got back to the station and, like everyone, is drenched. And so, you know, kudos to everyone. And and all kidding aside, I mean, we're obviously here, but I did it last year. Um, And it's cool. It's rewarding. I I mean, uh, you know, it's – I know Ryan's fiance is actually at the school that we built the playground for last year. And so it's cool to kind of get updates on them enjoying all of that. Yeah. it's it's very neat. So as you just heard that uh, D Mace and Nick will join us in the second segment for our picks because they are indeed out there doing some good stuff with Kaboom and our radio station, the Predators Foundation, building uh, some playgrounds on this wet and cold day. We say hello to Forever Titan. Chris Sanders, who's always hey, upbeat, always ready for the call. Of course, he hey. is also the leader in the clubhouse, so it's a little bit easier to get up for this segment. <laughs> How you guys doing? You guys are doing good. Hey, bud. Yeah, hey, we're yeah, good. Hey, we're good. Buddy. Yeah, we're fine. Hey, buddy. You know hey, before we start, can I, can, I, can I talk to Darren real quick, just man to man? Oh, boy. Here we go. Okay. Yep. Okay, okay here we go. You're good at math, right? Mm, kind of. Okay, okay, zero plus zero is what? Hmm. Yeah, I can figure <laughs> that one out. Okay. Right, zero. Okay, okay, let's even go beyond that. You're a good speller, right? Kind okay, of. what's the letter O in the word fur? What's that mean? <laughs> I'm just going to let you. You know I can't say anything, so this is good for you. You could just have your way because I can't do anything. It's over. You have zero points. But did you have zero. any sympathy at all for me this past week? Mm, absolutely none. Do you absolutely even remember none. my pick? Do you even know why I'm asking you that? It was Notre Dame. It was, yeah, Virginia Tech. I know, but it was the Notre Dame game, and yes. I was looking at it when they went. I was like, "Oh my gosh!" When I saw twenty-one to twenty, man, I did I did a great dance in my hallway. Oh, so you actually danced? Yeah, I can dance. So you I were actually rooting play. against me with a fifty-point lead on me. Guaranteed. You were actually rooting against me. Guaranteed, hundred percent. Wow, this this could change our friendship forever. <laughs> it really could. Hey, I really I did not expect For you real? to be like that. I really did. I am I am serious. Serious when 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 uh when Notre Dame scored at the last minute, you couldn't believe how how uh, loud I yelled because I was that excited. Mm-hmm. That you still have a zero points. 
Set, that was Chris, that was a seventeen and a half pointer too. That game, and you got zero. zero. I know. <laughs> Chris, let me let me ask you this. I don't know sure. if you've ever seen the sure. movie Joe Dirt, but there's a line in there that says, "Is this where you want to be when Jesus comes back?" Making <laughs> making fun of poor little old Darren and Chase. <laughs> Nicely done. Oh, you, you don't have no points either, do you? I don't. No. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this over again. Uh, are you good at math? Not really. That's why I've been broadcasting. <laughs> no, man. Hey, as long as you give it your all, this all that matters. That's, I'm, look, I'm going to be nice. Thanks, I, coach. I give my all for underdogs today. <laughs> thanks, coach. Uh, You're welcome. In thanks, all guys. seriousness, before sure. we review, um, I I've, we were talking about it on Monday on the show. Mm-hmm. I had a chance to take in a lot of. I honestly, it's a credit to to the game because I, I just couldn't turn away. I really enjoyed. The Memphis SMU game. That was the Whoa. ABC Saturday night game. And, of course, Whoa. I saw CJ with a couple good returns in that game. But Memphis got the win. Now, it, yeah. it got hairy. They got up three scores, yep. and I thought it they was did. over in the fourth quarter. And and Smoo comes storming back <laughs> and cut it within a touchdown. But I'll tell you what, that was a fun game on Saturday. Man, you just, just the atmosphere. You know, just to kind of give you an idea, when we, the Tennessee Titans, played there, it was like it was like a ghost town. I mean, it was nobody there. But when I went to the game to say SMU and Memphis play, it was a whole different atmosphere. People were excited. There were thousands of people walking around. I mean, people cheering. It was an unbelievable sight. So to be in there to watch my son play that game in, at the Liberty Bowl, I'm telling you, it was absolutely phenomenal. So you were there. So you got to take it there. in. I was there. I mean, it was. It, it was. There was not a seat available. I mean, just imagine. The, when's the last time the Liberty Bowl has ever been to full capacity? I mean, um, it, it was. It was incredible. Long time ago. By the way, you actually did have people. It wasn't always a ghost town. When you played the Steelers, there were people there. Oh yeah, that was all Steelers fans though. They were booing <laughs> us, and that's our home team. I mean, what are we doing here? <laughs> I know. I remember that game well. It was a home. T- it was. It was supposed to be our home game, and it was what eighty twenty. Uh, Steelers fans, and they're booing us. And I'm like, wait, whoa, isn't this a home field? Uh, they were like, uh, no. Yeah. But uh, that was look. It was a, it was a really good game. I, I'm surprised you weren't the guest picker for game day. I don't know. I mean, Jerry the Keen Lawler. I thought you were bigger profile than Jerry the Keen Lawler. Lawler. I nah, guess not. No, nah, that's just like Chris get off the stage. That's what they would say. <laughs> Security. <laughs> Security. Security. Well, I'm, I'm CJ's dad. Uh, so what? Get out of here. I mean, that's what they would do. So. All right. Let's uh, yeah. let's have. Uh, of course, Willie is in Denver. Uh, oh, that's right. where I'm from. That's right. Yeah, the uh, yeah. Preds and the Avs tonight. Uh, okay. Ryan, who is the deputy, is out on the playground right now with Kaboom and our station, the Preds Foundation, building a nice playground, a school right, here in Antioch. Cool, and so that leaves Max Hers. Come on, big dog. With the review. Max, I turn things over to you. Let's do it. No intro song needed. It was a rough <laughs> week. <laughs> For the underdog panel last week, Darren and Chase tied for first if you look just at the weekly score. Started off with Chris Sanders, who came in leading the competition with 50 points. For some reason, he picked UMass <laughs> against Liberty. 23 and a half points on the line. And Hugh Freeze's squad got it done, 63-21. So no points for Chris, who remains in first. 50 points. Yeah, Over no, four hold, correct picks so yeah, far. No, but hold on, hold on. Let's not let's not go anywhere with this now. I think I remember when you made that pick. Like now you're uh, just you've just said you know what I don't care. Like I'm in the lead, no, no. and I'm just going to make dumb picks just to show you guys how much I'm in the lead. 
But, but wait until you hear this pick this week. And you and you actually sold it like you believed in that pick, and I told you how big of a dud that pick was. But, but I really did believe it. But what? when I saw it was 28 to nothing in the first 32 seconds, then I was like, okay, this game's over. In fact, I think my exact words were, Chris, <laughs> oh, I love you, but that's worse <laughs> than your FAU pick at the beginning of the year. I believe those were my words. Th- appreciate you. Thanks. Which that was also 28 to nothing before you could blink yeah, an eye. Yeah. Well, wait until you hear this pick. This pick this week is going to blow your mind, and I'm going to get a ton of points. Okay. Uh, I bet I, I have a hunch. I have a okay. hunch of what he's going to okay. do. Okay, okay. And by the way, I should also say this. Kelly Holcomb is, uh, I guess, breaking down film, so he will join us shortly as well. I guess we have excused absences this week. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah. We will be full for the second segment, though. That's good. With the exception of Willie. Okay, okay. So Chris, out of every college in America, picked UMass. Didn't work out. <laughs> Darren, out of every other college in America, came as close as anybody did this week. Virginia Tech, we've already talked about it, 17.5-point dog against Notre Dame. That would have been quite a win for Darren, and it would have vaulted him past D-Mace if it had hit. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah. D-Mace has 14 points from three wins. So Darren was close, 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 close. A valiant effort from the Hokies, but no sale. Third up, Nick Kale picked Florida in the neutral site game. Six and a half point underdogs against Georgia. Vegas knew what they were doing. Georgia won that game 24 to 17. So no points for Nick. But he was close in a light week. D-Mace took Vanderbilt. They did not win as 15 point underdogs against South Carolina. Lost that one 24-7. So D-Mace remains in fourth out of six with 14 points. Nick, by the way, is third with 21 points behind Chris and Kelly. Kelly, again, watching film right now as Riverdale prepares to go on the road to take on Mount Juliet in the first round of the Tennessee High School football playoffs this week. Kelly has 30 points on the season. He actually has more correct picks than Chris, but fewer overall points by 20. He had Georgia Tech plus 7.5. They lost against Pitt 20-10, so no points for Kelly. And then Chase had the final pick, went into the Sanders family, picked Southern Methodist. They were six-point dogs, and they lost by six against Memphis, 54-48. Good try. So no points for anybody last week. Is that the first time all season? I think Think so. I think that's right. Well, I I wish I had better news for you guys, but uh, the the online pickers had a tough week as well. Not a lot of underdogs won. Todd in Brentwood was our winner. There were actually five online contestants who had 13 total points. That was the best. Wow. They all picked three games. I assume they all picked the same game. I don't know which game it was, though. The tiebreaker is score of the Georgia-Florida game, and Todd had Georgia 21-17. So he was off by three, which was the closest tiebreaker pick. So Todd from Brentwood wins. The next three all picked Georgia 24-21, so they were four points off. So that's how close the tiebreaker was. But congrats to Todd from Brentwood. Music City Bowl tickets was his prize. Yep. Yep. So he won tickets to the Music City Bowl. From here on out, all the weekly winners are going to get Music City Bowl tickets. All right. The uh, most popular online picked games... Northwestern at Indiana was picked by 149 people, which was 20% of you out there. That was not close. Northwestern lost 34 to 3. That was actually the second most popular behind Vandy at South Carolina, which, as I said earlier, did not work out. Army at Air Force also drew 20% of the attention. USC 
as an underdog against Oregon, 16%. Kansas versus Kansas State, 16%. Those were all losses. So, tough week for everybody. I think we're ready to put it past us. Mm, Okay. When we come back, we will indeed put last week behind us, and we will make our picks. Have you revealed the order? Yeah, who has the first pick? It's not a secret, is it? No, it's not a secret. Okay. I was going to say, if it is a secret, maybe I did the wrong one. I think I have the first pick. Darren, Nick, D-Mace, Kelly, Chase, Chris. Okay. Mm. Okay. We will make our silly underdog selections on the other side of Darren, Donnie, and Chase. ESPN 1025, the game. All right, it is time. It's time to make our picks. As we load up the phone lines and get all of our contestants ready to rock and roll. Max, you are filling in today with Willie the Commissioner out in Denver, Ryan the Deputy out on a playground building in the rain. Yeah. Max. I wonder if he's singing in the rain. The floor is yours. I don't know. Not sure. Let's make some picks. All right, let's do this. Darren McFarland is first up. He was oh so close last week with Virginia Tech. Sitting at 0-10, I almost want to give him a loser point for that one. Can we say 0-9-1? <laughs> no, so because close. actually there's now there's a separate competition between Chase. Yeah, we're battling. Oh, okay. okay so we're, we're, we're in the buyout battle. Well, we're, Our team's going to get bought out. <laughs> we're kind of... Or relocated. Well, yeah. what we're afraid of is if there is a new rule implemented like uh, implemented like over in uh, Europe with their soccer leagues, <laughs> that we will get uh, shipped to another silly yeah, You'll get relegated. Contest. Yeah, the guy who finishes yeah. last may get shipped to another contest. So there is that going on. Now, hold on a second. <laughs> Here goes Darren. Not really. Not this year. Each game is a brand new beginning. Yeah, kind of the same. It's the hits, the homers, the double plays. No. It's how you feel when we win. None of that. I don't know so what that sounds like. Indian fever. Be a believer. Kind of. Or in Oregon State, the Beavers. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, why not? I think Oregon State, although it's kind of weird, they had all their success on the road. They're home Friday night. It's a little Pac-12 mania on FS1. So if you're looking for something late Friday night, like after you know Kelly, you guys win your playoff team. <laughs> you know, check it out. Oregon State beating the Huskies. Yeah, I'm out on that one, Hoss. Oh, okay. It's I'll, I'll let you know if it works in my favor. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you will. I'm sure you'll let me know, but that would be, I, I hate to get like Chris, but that would be your first victory. So, I, hey, call me whenever, dude. It would be your first text, right, is basically what you're saying from me. <laughs> Actually, no. My first text was I was at Akron UAB, and Akron marched right down the field and scored, missed the extra point. I was like, 6 nothing. two minutes in. I knew this was a winner. And that was the last time you heard from me this season. I mean, yeah, that was that was the highlight of your year so far. Yeah, it really was. Sadly. Sad but true. So give me Oregon State, Max. Oregon State is a 10-point dog at home. I've got mm-hmm. nine and a half. Yeah, we're going with CBS. Okay. Yeah, we'll do CBS. Ten I points. guess I'm not the third-string commissioner then. No. Well, we've kinda, we haven't have kind of we have had any consistency with the papers, okay. so we've, we know CBS. So we're saying 10. 
Yeah. Ten points is what's on CBS. I can help you with that with everybody else's picks, just to make sure we're in line. All right. Hold on. Hold on yeah, one Kelly, second. Kelly, we're I- building playgrounds. We're out in Colorado. I mean, we're all over the place today. Yeah, I see. I mean, is this is this show, are we going to be able to keep Chili Underdogs going? I mean, we have nobody participate anymore, so what's the deal? Right. Yeah, I'm working on it. It's a great question, Kelly. We don't have an answer right now. We're still working on that. Like, see, the, let, like the Titans offense. We're still I was going to say, let me give you a Mike Vrabel answer. Um, it all starts It all starts at the top, and the guy wants to jet sit everywhere with the Predators. You know, I mean, what's more important, the Predators or Chili Underdogs? <laughs> Salary and more know. fuel for Kelly no. directed toward <laughs> the commissioner. Uh, by the way, in all seriousness, while we have just a second, um, who do you have Friday? We have the we have the Mount Juliet, mm. the Bears, huh? The Bears, baby, the Mount Juliet Bears. Okay, well, best of luck with that. All right, who's up next, Max? We are ready for our second picker from the playground build. It is Nick Kale with 21 points in third place in the competition. Nick, are you there? Yes. Can you hear me? We go to a playground near you. Nick Kale, everybody. Morning drive. D-Mac, what's happening, buddy? How you doing? Uh, we've already uh, – yeah, fine. I'm dry, and, and we've already <laughs> talked about my pick that was ever so close. Yeah, I know. I, I felt for you last week, man. Irish eyes were not smiling on you, which is why I came back with that scene. Yeah, we were trying to figure out yesterday on the show if you actually meant it or not, and we actually gave you the benefit of the doubt. We actually believe you meant it. I other can, you know, yeah. Other people on this show – uh, or this contest, we don't believe they they mean the stuff that they say. Um, but yeah, I actually I, believe I don't you. Wanna, I don't want to see you and Chase go scoreless this year. I mean, we know Chris Sanders is going to win it, but I want to see some of the guys that I truly, genuinely <laughs> love have some success. <laughs> it's very sweet of you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so who went first? What, what team's off the board? I just took Oregon State and 10 points at home against Washington. All right. I'm going to uh, – prove to you that I am not a Bama homer. I am going to take LSU. Whoa. Whoa. How about that? This is big. LSU, six and a half. So you really believe they can win that game? Well, I think they have a shot. But I'm looking at the board this week, and there's just no ridiculous picks out there worth taking, unlike Chris Sanders, who gets advice from his girlfriend. So I said, what the heck? Let's ride with Joe Burrow. Okay. Yeah, I agree with you. I didn't think it was a particularly good board this week either. So, okay. Hey, it's got a chance. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, it's, it's a good pick. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get back to mulching before I get yelled at by management. All right, go dry <laughs> off. And, yeah, good luck. Thank you for doing something right, hey, good Barry, today. Barry Porth, do that. Good and productive. Okay, who's up next, Max? What is our official line on LSU, please, Darren? Six and a half. Six and a half. Six and a half. All right, we will move on to... Derek Mason, who is three and seven with fourteen points on the year. Mm-hmm. Oh boy! Mm-hmm. You know what, Darren? You say this is not a good board, but you know what? I'm a. I think otherwise. I think this is a great board. Really? Oh yeah! If you don't think that, you're not going to win. <laughs> 
You know, so you might as well think it's a great board. Well, I have lost some confidence this season. <laughs> I have to get a victory, you know. So, after the big loss last week, I think SMU's done. I'm taking East Carolina. Whoa. I was wondering if somebody Whoa. would bite on that. By the way, East Carolina had Cincinnati dead to rights last week and choked it away. Mm-hmm. I think that took a lot out of them. That SMU game, I think it took me in that uh, Memphis game, I think it took a lot out of them. So I'm going with East Carolina. So you heard my footsteps because Max unveiled that I had no idea. If I would have pulled off Virginia Tech last year, I would be ahead of you in the standings. Mm. You have zero. Yeah, you would have. But you didn't. If it was a fifth, we'd all be drunk. You know? So I think we're all sober on this on this on this station right now. All right, fine, okay. I got no comeback. That, Twenty-one and a half, Max, is what we're going with. Twenty-one and a half for the Pirates of East Carolina against SMU for D Mace. I like the pick. I like the pick. Next up is Kelly Holcomb, who is in second place with thirty points. Only man in the competition with more wins than losses this season. He's six and four, but still twenty points behind Chris. In the spread. West Virginia sucks. Our football team's not very good. Wait till next year. They'll be better. They went from good to suck. <laughs> hey, where, where's, uh, where's Sanders at? Is he here today? Yeah, he's here. He did a lot of his talking in the first yeah, segment. Yeah, he, he got hey, all the shots out. Hey, bud. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, good gracious. I, I mean, I didn't know where you were, dude. I was getting uh, worried about you because you're always running that mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Kelly, you played you, you, you played in the league a long time. You know wide receivers. They're all mouthy. Well, I know, and they all want the ball. <laughs> <laughs> none, of them, none of them, well, I can't say that. They, well, you have to have that, but, you know, hey. <laughs> you, know, you know how those guys are, three Madonnas, dude. They want the ball all the time, even though they got three guys on them. They want the ball. <laughs> okay, so I'm not I'm not going to buy into Nick Kale saying that this is a runaway with Chris, that he's going to run this thing. So I'm you know I'm still going I'm still going to hold out hope here. I'm going to say that um, I'm going to say that the Louisville Cardinals beat mm. the Miami Hurricanes. Mm. I definitely looked at that. That's six and a half, Max. Got to just got to just chip away at Sam, because when Sanders picks Liberty and things like that, or what? Who, who, UMass was it? UMass? Yeah, UMass. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we still got a shot. We still got a shot. <laughs> yeah, I looked at it and saw the line, and then I moved on. I liked that game, but I saw six and a half. I was like, "Yep, yeah, sorry." Got to get something gotta bigger. Chip away. Just got to just got to get a couple chip aways and let him keep picking UMass. Things like that. We'll be okay. So it's Miami of Florida, Max officially, or Louisville officially a six and a half. They're getting six and a half points. All right. That is Kelly's pick. Our fifth pick of the day goes to Chase, who had SMU last week and is still looking to get on the board. All right. If you can see how happy guys he gets when he hears that. I love that song. Luke Combs. Shout out to Luke Combs. And then Combs. after his game, if you could see how unhappy he yeah. is every week. 
So I keep coming back to a game for some reason. It just it's calling to me. And Derek, I'm sorry yeah, that I go. have to do this. Oh, Michigan State, oh, well. Illinois. Go ahead, take it. I'm taking Illinois plus fourteen and a half. You're going. You're taking you're Santa taking Claus. Black wow. Snowman. Wow. You're taking the black snowman. <laughs> <laughs> man, I like that, man. <laughs> Santa hey, Smith. There are black snowmans in the world. Man. <laughs> yes. 14 and a half. The yep. Fighting Illini. Did, by the way, didn't their basketball team lose last night? Didn't Illinois lose? They almost lost to Nickel State. Okay. I, I think they I, came I, back. Wow. I saw them behind the they whole game. They won in overtime. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. All right. So Chase is going with the Fighting Illini. Against Michigan State, 14.5-point underdogs. Our last pick of the day, he said he was going to shock us. Here's Chris Sanders. How's that new music worked out? I love that song. Here's my pick. This this one's going to shock the world. It is New Mexico. Over Air Force. Oh, hold on, we'll have to scroll. <laughs> this one's this one's not this one's I'm not on anybody's money. board. Exactly, New Mexico over Air Force. Is this your pick or, or your girlfriend's pick? When I picked it, she was like, uh, "You just make the decision, baby." Basically, like, "What are we doing?" But hey. Hey, wait a minute. Oh, wow. D- hey, Chris. That ca- oh, hold on. That, ca- <laughs> that game has been canceled. Oh, no. Are you serious? No way. We should have given it to you. That game has been oh, canceled. Are you kidding me? Okay. okay. Uh, no, there's a line. New Mexico's getting 21 and a half for a canceled game. So we all I win. No, you don't win. <laughs> That's not oh, how that works. My okay. goodness. So I gotta pick another. Do I gotta pick another one then? Yeah. No, he gets no more chances. No, man. I gotta pick it. I'll pick another one then. That, that ain't fair, damn gummit. <laughs> hey. <laughs> okay. You, sh- you should take Ohio against Miami, Ohio. Uh, that'd be a negative. <laughs> I will go. I'm going with UTEP over Charlotte. Eleven points. Golly, can you just get a game that's gonna get played? You tap Charlotte. Let's make sure that game hasn't been That's canceled. Almost as, do, you know, do you know why the other game was canceled? It says lack, lack of interest. That's why that game was canceled. <laughs> okay, UTEP is plus thirteen. Okay, good deal. Wow. Was it was it Kelly that tried to pick the game that had already started? Yeah, that was years ago. <laughs> that was that was one of the better moments. That was great. Uh, it was y'all. hilarious. Oh, I can't believe that happened, man. Unbelievable. That's funny. Don't be, haters, that, dude. Don't be haters, and I was up too. I was up in that game. Kelly, there's uh, been a lot of memorable moments over the years, but oh picking a canceled game may just vault it to the top. I agree. Al Jazeera didn't even want to broadcast that. Only in America. Bad it was. Oh god. All right, Max, give us the wow. review. That lived up to the billing, and then some. Chris, thank you so much for blessing us with that. You can pick it again in two weeks, by the way. It'll be played on November 23rd. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) All right, so Darren started us off this week after coming so so close last week. He goes out to the Pacific Northwest to take Oregon State. The Beavers are 10-point underdogs against the Washington Huskies. 
Nick then clocked in, going with the game of the week. He is picking LSU and Coach O to beat Bama. Six and a half point underdogs at Bryant Denny. We've all been told to get there three hours early, right, guys? Be there early. Mm-hmm. Derek Mason had the third pick. He picked East Carolina, the Pirates, against SMU. 21 and a half point underdogs. So, an opportunity for some big points for D Mace looking to separate himself from Chase and Darren and get back into the upper echelon of the competition. Kelly Holcomb takes Louisville, six and a half point ACC underdogs against Miami. Chase goes to the Big Ten. Illinois, 14 and a half point underdogs against the Michigan State Spartans. And Chris, on his second swing, takes the UTEP Miners in Conference USA action against Will Healy and the Charlotte 49ers. UTEP, an 11 point dog there. New Mexico and Air Force. We'll see you on the 23rd. Yes, sir. Silly Underdog Picks every week brought to you by Volunteer Hose and Gasket. Kelly, good luck on Friday. Chris, just good luck with your second game. Appreciate it. And uh, we'll talk to you guys next week. All right, guys. Have a good week. All right. That was that was priceless. That was funny. That was the first. That, that could be an all-time underdog moment because you and I realized it at the same time. Yeah. Remember, you out there, the listener, get uh, three picks every week. We do appreciate uh, the numbers. Keep jumping yeah. in there. There's weekly winners, and uh, the weekly winners from here on out will receive tickets to the Franklin American Mortgage Music City Bowl at Nissan Stadium on December 30th. So play along with us at uh, ESPN, the game. At thegamenashville.com. I was trying to put out the uh, mobile app. You can play along <laughs> on there as well. Okay. Yes. ESPN, the Game Nashville mobile app. That was good. I got frazzled with the cancel right, that was game. so funny. Too good. Uh, and like I said, uh, <laughs> we appreciate Volunteer Hose and Gasket, as always, for being a part of it. Jimmy Himes has put out there, what color pants Tennessee will wear against Kentucky? Mm, I want to hear this. We'll have more of Darren, Donick, and Chase on the other side. ESPN 1025, the game. Don't forget Elliot Friedman coming up at 1 o'clock, his weekly chat with us every Thursday at 1, and you know what that means. Elliot Friedman's on with us. We'll do a good hockey interview with him. Something will come out of that interview that we're going to ask you about the following segment, which means you're going to have to listen to the interview, and then you'll have a chance to win Predators tickets mm-hmm. to an upcoming home game. And I don't know if we've established what this week's home game is. It is the next home game. Oh, it gets the Blackhawks. Great. Mm-hmm. Okay. Saturday, November 16th at 7 o'clock. Bridgestone Pretty Arena. Good. Preds, Blackhawks. So that's what's on the line for this week. After you hear NHL insider Elliot Freeman on with us, that's presented each week by Carrie's Air Remax Elite. We'll ask you a question, and then the next segment we will um, ask you to call in and give the correct answer. And whoever does that will win a pair of tickets courtesy of New Amsterdam Vodka, to the Predators Blackhawks on Saturday, November 16th. Be a fun game. Good I'll prize. Actually, really I'll cool. I'll be out of town so that weekend, <laughs> and you will too. We'll I will. Be, we'll I will. be close to I each will. other. You'll just be at Neyland Stadium at Garth Brooks, Yeah, and I'll be in the Smoky Mountains. I look forward to, um, to being able to give a report on Monday about what that whole experience is like, because yeah. it's going to be the first time that, I mean, I've been to concerts at Nissan Stadium, but... 
a giant college football stadium like uh, like the Vols playing in Elon Stadium. First time I've been to a concert like that, and it's Garth. So it should be a lot of fun. So I'll uh, hopefully have a good report, and you'll be on on sabbatical in the Smokies. That's right. Speaking of Neyland Stadium, uh, they won't be there on Saturday. They'll actually be in Lexington taking on Kentucky. But Jimmy Himes tweeting out that Tennessee will don the orange pants for the Kentucky game Saturday night. Hmm. We've seen in the he has that sourced per source orange pants. Okay, Saturday night. We've seen in the Jeremy Pruitt era that he he likes to keep it pretty traditional when it comes to the uniforms. They haven't. Um, I don't believe they've worn the smoky gray since he's been there, and it's been pretty much the orange and white, their traditional look um, with the tops and the bottoms, but uh, the orange pants, that's that's changing it up a little bit. So there you go. be very curious to see how that game plays out Saturday night. Of course, there'll be Alabama and LSU will get all the attention during the afternoon at 2.30. Um and oh, by the way, there's some NFL news. We had a lot. Of, we had a really good discussion with Keith Bullock, yeah. and Johnny Smith, and Seren Petro earlier in the show about the Titans Chiefs game. But there is news. We told you what was it yesterday or the day before that AJ Green was maybe it was yesterday because we said he wasn't in practice, but he intends on playing against the Ravens on Sunday. Evidently, he has had a setback, and AJ Green is now not going to suit up and make his debut this season against the Ravens. He will miss another week or who knows how long he will miss. Yeah. He uh, told reporters said he's out, not going to play. So that, I don't know what's going on with that situation. I mean, the Bengals are just not a good team. They're a dumpster fire right now looking for their first win of the season and they got to play Baltimore. So I don't see that happening. They're starting Ryan Finley at quarterback, a rookie after benching Andy Dalton. So things just not going well uh for them up there in uh in Cincinnati and and their their best player, their their top receiver hasn't suited up yet for a game. So it's only getting worse for them. Indeed it is. They will have um maybe the number 1 pick overall. Who knows? That's going to be interesting. Tua, you know, if it, I assume it's going to be Tua go in there and the the thing that is intriguing about Miami is they have all those draft picks that if they wanted they could draft Tua, they could draft Jerry Judy. I mean, they could put some pieces together um right away for that offense with all the draft picks that they have, but you know, with them beating the Jets, I mean, they got one win now, so who knows how it's going to shake out. They have to play the Bengals at some point, so um it's going to be interesting to see how that I know it's weird talking about the draft already, but we'll see how it shakes out. Antonio Brown has uh, gotten taken to social media again. I don't know if you've seen this or not. He's posted on oh Twitter boy. and Instagram. Oh boy! And um, I know he's meeting um, meeting with the league supposedly. Right, he is expected to meet with league officials next week over ac- uh, accusations of sexually assaulting multiple women. So what did Antonio Brown want to say on social media? He said, imagine conforming to a system giving it 100% to see them treat me like this is unfairly. I'm just reading word for word, okay? Like this is unfairly. Unfair, I think is what he meant. End of sentence. 
I know, but it's the way it's it's written out unfairly. Unfair. We'll we'll just if you want me to. It says unfairly. Making money off my sweat and blood. Beep. Beep the the NFL. I'll never play in that. Beep. Beep. They treat black people the worse. Clear my name and go beep, beep yourself. <sighs> well, you know what? Hey, dude, go buy a mirror and look in it, okay? That's who you need to be mad at. He's probably going to get his wish. He'll never play in the league again. Oh, he's right. Yeah. Especially when he's going to go meet with the league next week. Yeah. No. He's done. Yeah. He's done. Yeah. Go buy a mirror for Christmas. Because here, here's the here's the thing, and it's two very, very different circumstances, but... You know, Colin Kaepernick took a a stance on on a social issue, and he can't get a job. So you think Antonio Brown, with everything that's he's accused of, he's going to get a another chance? And then he goes and he says that? No way. I wouldn't want him on my team. And just everything that played out with the Raiders, yeah, everything. I mean, just everything. Pittsburgh, Oakland. I mean, get a mirror, dude. Like you got I nobody think, to blame but yourself. I think Kaepernick deserved another chance, but Antonio Brown, nah. See ya. Good luck. Enjoy enjoy playing Madden because that's that's all the football you're going to be playing. Yeah, and you just what he um, gave away about thirty mil. Yep, Is about right. Yeah, and I'm you know I think there's he's filed a ton of grievances and and all of that, but it's not going to matter. Yeah, trying to blame everybody else. Look in the mirror, dude. The that, those guys don't want to do that. I think they're, you know, invincible. He is one that clearly got caught up in his success. Oh, yeah. Right. Sure. And the thing is, with with a lot of these players in any sport, when you come from a background where you don't have that and you, you get up to a certain point and you work at it and finally get rewarded, you don't know how people are going to handle that. Some people handle the success – and they're the same person that they've always been, and some people let it go to their head and become Antonio Brown. Just sometimes it works out that way. You never know how you're going to react until you walk in those shoes, and everybody, I've always said it, everybody thinks they're going to act correctly. If you had all of a sudden instantly snap your fingers and you've got fame and fortune, right? and everybody would like to believe you handle it the way you're supposed to, but that's not... It's not how it works, because until you've actually done it, some do, some can pull it off, yeah, some thrive in know. it, and then some absolutely don't, Yeah, and they have no idea what to do with fame and know how to handle money and fame and everything that comes with it. And or they show their true colors. Or there's you know, that. You know, there there is some of that where... It's like that's just what they've always been, power hungry and just cocky. Well, there's a lot of people out there, and I understand this, that don't that believe that look, if you morph into something, that's something that was always there. It didn't something yeah. it's not something you created. Right. It's something that was always there, and for whatever reason, your situation, fill in the blank, you got a big promotion at work, or you're now running the office, or whatever it is, right? pick the workplace or in this case an athlete that um what came out was just what you've always what's always been there yeah and now he's alienated himself antonio brown he's turned pretty much everyone against him 
I mean, if, if I'm on a team and all of a sudden it gets out, let's say that I'll use the Titans because it's the local example, and I'm Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, and I hear the Titans are going to work out Antonio Brown, I'm, I'm like, dude, why? Like, what? We don't, want, we don't need him in our locker room. We got enough stuff going on. We're, we're trying to win. We don't need that distraction. There are, there are other locker rooms around the league that are thinking that way. And Pittsburgh and Oakland can go, hey, hey, guess what? <laughs> we can tell you how that's going to turn out. You know, I wonder he, how close Seattle got. Like, I wonder how serious it really was. I or don't know. was it? I don't know. But Pete Carroll comes across as, and look, Belichick signed him. He was there for, what, a week and a half, two weeks before all this came well, he, out? And then he they actually cut him. played a he game. He played a game. And Belichick is a no-nonsense guy. And you saw it. Once something came out, it's like, we're done. You're out. Pete Carroll comes across as the same type. So I don't know. I don't know how close they got. I mean, it just – but that kind of player, I don't want him anywhere near my team. Just the, those guys don't need him. Instead, they went and signed Josh Gordon. So Josh Gordon gets his third crack mm-hmm. at the NFL. So we'll see if um, he can get things on. I mean, I think for the most part, things were pretty – calm in new england for the yeah. most part yeah. i mean he they were still rocky because he didn't finish last year and no but and then he got hurt he got hurt this year and so i just think they just decided you know what it's just time to move there on. are some stories that just aren't going to have a, a good ending necessarily and look he's still in the league so i'll give him that that he's you know now he's with seattle so who knows how that's going to turn out but you just see signs of even if they even in the biggest thing for me is i want josh gordon to figure out his personal life to get better and so that's beyond football but it's like sometimes it just doesn't work out i mean he may just not live his nfl dream because of all the other stuff but like like you said he's he's been given a chance in seattle so he's playing with who i believe is the the best quarterback in the league right now and russell wilson i I find myself stopping to watch the Seahawks every time they're on. And so maybe he can be another weapon for them. It's pretty amazing the MVP candidates that uh, the Titans have had to go up against. And Mahomes is a, is a candidate. McCaffrey is a candidate, which was last week. Um, I guess, so two weeks in a row, yeah. MVP candidates. That's what type of season – they're having, and it was interesting because Keith Bullock earlier today with us said that he believes the Titans are going to win this game. And yeah, we've kind of joked. He, did. he like, flat out said that. that this is the type of game that you know, the minute you think they're, I guess what I keep coming back as we keep talking about it all week, and you examine it a little bit deeper, and you look at, can you run on Kansas City? Yeah, will they run? I, I suspect they will after last week. They. Took a lot of heat for two carries in the first half. Of You're Derrick pretty Henry. confident in that, yeah, I, that they're, they're, they're going to learn from their yeah. mistakes. I'm still skeptical because I've watched this now for nine games and, and then even back to last year, and I still see a lot of the same mistakes or new mistakes get made, and whether it's coaching decisions by Vrabel or an offensive game plan. So while I want to agree with you, there's just – I. I just don't know if I trust them to do the right thing. I, I don't know if I trust them to look at the stats and look at film of Kansas City and go, you know what, we should run Derek more this week. It, I can tell them that. You can tell them that. But do they, do they actually believe that? Or are they so 
hell-bent on trying to be a passing offense. I believe they will. I do. I believe we'll see the most we've seen of Derrick Henry this season. Well, I hope you're right because that's what they need to do. Because they, if I'm Derrick Henry behind the scenes, I'm getting frustrated because they're not using him correctly. And maybe he is, maybe he isn't. I don't know. But I just, you you know what he is. You know how you're supposed to use him, so use him. That's what they they need to do. So the most carries, oh no, the twenty-seven. He had twenty-seven carries against the Falcons. I thought the game against the Chargers. I wanted to make sure was the most carries he's had this season. The game against the Chargers. You know, it's look. I don't know how many more times we have to keep saying this. I did this how many times in the off season? When you give him the ball more than twenty times, his most carried games last season all resulted resulted in what wins wins. Yeah. So let me give you his most carries. This season, the Falcons game, 27 carries. What they do against the Falcons? Win. Next, the Chargers, 22 carries. Win. Next, the Browns, 19 carries. Win. Uh, actually, the Bills was 20 carries. I'm sorry, I left the Bills out. It was 20 carries. Loss. There was your loss. You can blame the kicker. Yeah. But, but once again, it's the same theme. I mean... Then the next game would be the Buccaneers, when? which surprised us, right? Because yeah. Tampa came in and he did very, well. very. He even had negative plays. Run. I think he had five negative plays and still seventy-five yards, yeah. the most anybody's run on Tampa all year. Yeah, and it resulted in what again? When? A win. I, I mean, when? I don't know. I don't know what they need to see. I don't know that either. every time you give Derrick Henry a bulk of carries. Where it's like his, the most he gets in a game in a season, and they result for the most part, other than the Buffalo game, in a win. What, what more do you need to see? I gave you the top four or five games last year; they were all wins, and I just pointed out all of his high totals this year. And other than the Buffalo game, they were all wins. What, what more do you need to see? And oh, by the way, Kansas City is terrible against the run. Terrible. Yeah. And and it also opens up play action. It opens up more for the passing game when Kansas City is constantly having to play eight in the box against a running back like Derrick Henry. So I don't get it either. I don't know why Arthur Smith and Mike Vrabel don't go back to that, but we'll his, see. His low carry games, the Colts, the Jags, the Broncos, the Panthers. Losses. All losses. Okay. I'm just saying. Come back with Elliot Friedman to kick off the fourth and final hour. That is next on Darren Donick and Chase, ESPN 1025 The Game.